0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
1: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. Podcasting company. One more thing. 150 wrapping up Thursday down here at Northport. Cool Today Park is where we are for one more day. Domino and Cellini will check in with the version, today's version anyway, of Chuck and Chernoff momentarily. In the meantime, here is Chris Domino with one more thing. Yeah, I'm going to make a statement
3: and I can't uh, base it and I can't tell you I'm factually accurate. It's just sort of a gut feeling in the world of NIL today. Let's push the Wayback Machine not too long ago, 10-plus years ago, and say NIL exists. I'm not sure there would have been a player in college football who would have made more money than Johnny Manziel. Tim Tebow, if you push it back far enough, I think with his image, there was certainly a lot of money to be made for Tebow. But if it was the exciting, if it was the, the clothing brand, if it was the energy drink... If it was the car, if it was anything else, Johnny Mansell I think, would have been the king of NAL.
1: Johnny Football for Zero FG Energy. What? I need energy on the field, and Zero FG Energy is what I take every time before I go out there and beat Nick Saban.
3: Because this is one of those when you just, if you're running a commercial, you show one of his scrambling, yeah. what the hell is he doing, this is going to end bad, boom, touchdown type play. You think he'd be tired after a play like this, but thanks to Zero FG Energy. So now you have a marketing guy. So... Am I surprised? And I think I do believe this story. Here's where I'm getting to. There is a story that about five years after it happened, Johnny Manziel finds out his dad went to Kevin Sumlin and said, uh, Johnny's thinking about leaving, but for $3 million, we'll guarantee he'll stay for two years. So that's sort of an NIL deal before there was an NIL deal, but Kevin Sumlin said no, kind of laughed, didn't really know if he was serious, because it was illegal. Uh, $3 million, you would have Texas A&M would have been put on a deathbed. So he says no when Johnny Manziel leaves. But here's what I want you to hear, because Johnny Manziel for a while played it. No big deal. My life was fine. I don't regret anything. Well, now he's on the, I've got a lot of stuff to get off my chest tour. Here's one of those things.
1: I was 210 pounds when I left Cleveland. I was 170 pounds sitting in Vegas that August, that September, October, whatever it was later How in that year. More... How you lose 40 pounds, you're on a strict diet a blow. That's a guy telling you. Look, he he so wants, He did nothing but party from basically. the time he left Cleveland till that fall. Basically, who gave him another chance?
3: Because remember when he was smaller, he got another chance. Who the hell was it that actually wanted him or looked at him or had was him it in? An
1: arena team? I don't know. It somebody, wasn't anybody in the NFL?
3: Somebody had him in. I just remember hearing that he was going to go, and and he looked like not a guy who was going to last, get knocked around uh, in the NFL, but. It's interesting to find out what he's talking about now because he does regret what he didn't do. And he mentioned Joe Thomas, the Hall of Fame lineman. He said, Joe Thomas is at the end of his career. He's looking at me as a guy that they've told him can change his whole thing. You might be able to go out somewhat of a winner. And he said, I let that guy down as much as anybody. It's a really interesting thing that Johnny Manziel is being more reflective now.
4: There was a time, like, I would say, oh, my gosh, the 86 Mets won even though all this stuff happened. And then I changed it to... Lenny Dykstra said all this stuff happened. Now, a lot of it did or a close version. But didn't we get to a point now where, like, literally everything starts with, according to Lenny Dykstra, like Johnny Manziel already had a tell-all documentary with Netflix. And now I, he's telling more. All right, And it may I all think, be true.
3: It may. I don't know if this is, uh, I, I'm going to say it. I don't know if this is going to a therapist. I don't know if you have yeah. to say it out loud. Maybe it's repressed memories coming back. I don't know. But I kind of believe him. Um, and let me ask you guys. Do you think I'm right? If NIL existed when Johnny Manziel walked into Texas A&M, nobody would have had more NIL money than him, and I mean currently to this day. He wouldn't have turned
4: down. Hear, he wouldn't have turned down anything for Taste Decorum Industry, whatever. If it was allowed, he would have said yes. Yeah,
5: but the one thing is, remember, he wasn't allowed to talk that whole first year. He was off media because he was a freshman. So now you can't do that. Now when a kid comes on campus, because of NIL, you got to let him do whatever yeah, he was they a red
4: when he beat Jamel Showers for the job.
3: If you're telling me that Shador Sanders gets $4 million, whether you believe it or not, Johnny Manziel get more. And if Shador Sanders is the most money anybody's ever gotten, even when Johnny Manziel was playing,
5: he would have gotten more had these things been available. Arch got three point eight and didn't didn't play. Oh, he would have raked in. There's no doubt he would have yeah. raked in. I, my only thing is, would he have gotten to be Johnny Football if he could have started saying outrageous crap the minute he did anything? Or would He just blown himself up earlier.
1: You know, it's a fair question to ask. At least there were
5: there were some governors on oh, him.
1: get out of here! That year, there's video of the guy. He's playing with hundreds. He's doing the money sign on the field. Yeah, but he's not talking. If he's talking, is it even worse? Is he going to say something so over the top? I don't know. Listen, are you guys surprised? And that the I'm... money's coming no, in no, and it he's, was a time. Johnny remember, Football.
4: Remember the story that Jim, Jimbo and Florida State would tell, oh, no, no. Jameis would sit in that bullpen during baseball games. He would just sign autographs for anybody. When all these jerseys started showing up on eBay, like hundreds of them, they said, oh, Jameis just signed at the bullpen for anybody who walks up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jameis would have cashed in. Johnny Manziel would have cashed in. Derek him would have cashed in. Everybody would have, just like they are right now. Can I ask,
3: and and good for Sumlin for saying no, but I'm sure he didn't have $3 million in the wall safe behind a picture Um, because $3 million was a lot back then when you weren't supposed to get $3. Are we a little bit surprised that Texas A&M never came under, I don't know, NCAA scrutiny? Because, like, I don't know how far back he could have gone, but these Manziel stories got out pretty quickly.
4: Well, part of it was it. his story got resolved up until the second half of that, what, Rice game or whatever. He got suspended for whatever. And as long as nothing happened over the next 11 and a half games, he was fine.
3: So is that what it was? They just said, we've got our eye on you and what, you can't step Whatever
4: happened, head? you're suspended for okay. this. And then, so just don't do anything. Don't do anything else. We're going to okay. look the other way and then you'll be off campus. Well you that's the other reason, ESPN? too, why he go wouldn't, ahead, ahead. even
5: if they had that $3 million bucks lying around, I don't think that someone for one second, guys, believed that they could have him on campus for another year without exactly yeah. what you're talking about happening.
1: I mean, you guys remember the they almost ran simultaneously, the ESPN, the magazine, and the Sports Illustrated articles. I right. mean, not exactly a flattering not portrayal not. Oh, of Johnny Manziel Kevin, or his family.
4: Kevin Sumlin had his starting quarterback was the returning Heisman winner. He scored the first touchdown of the year. Kevin Sumlin gave him a forearm shiver on the sideline, if you don't remember. I mean, jacked him up. Kevin Sumlin was a linebacker at Purdue, all right? And he was done with Johnny Manziel, and he was a Heisman winner. Like, that's who Johnny was as a player at AM.
3: And then I think the other part that did Sumlin in, and who knows what would have happened because, again, you talk about one decision. But having Kyler Murray and have him go away, right? Wasn't that the other and one? And Kyle Jay Allen.
6: Hubenac
4: instead. They oh, had yeah. – people uh, – Kevin Sumlin got Kyler Murray the class before. He got a five-star in-state quarterback, Kyle Allen, who made it to the league for a while. He had five stars in consecutive classes. They both transferred.
6: Pretty sure Allen was the number one overall recruit in that, in that draft class yeah. as well. Yeah. And that was before the transfer portal wasn't yeah. out when anybody
3: could
4: do whatever they wanted. Like yeah, those Ky- guys, did they Kyler, sit out a year? No, Kyler transferred to Oklahoma, watched Baker play, right? right. There was
6: supposedly some, some issues with Kyler's dad around a and Yeah, it's Kevin Murray, because his told. dad's
4: an OG. He was quarterback back in the mid-'80s for Jackie Sherrill. Like,
6: like to sit outside the door and ask what plans are oh, for Oh, yeah, Kevin reason. Murray is My not son. used to people
4: telling him things about A&M football. Kevin Murray so tells you. So if you guys
6: were thinking about this in
3: NIL, and we, it's amazing. Here's how you know the state of college basketball. I'm sure there are Kentucky guys getting money. I'm sure there's some Duke guys getting money. But we don't know about those because we talk about college football. Go back to the heyday when I watched college basketball. When you went, what, what kind of money would Shaq have made? Like if you really
4: think about it, personality-wise, big. If you remember, John was it Hot Rod Williams or Hot Plate Williams? Which one got Hot Tulane? Rod. Okay, Hot John Rod. John Hot Rod Williams yeah, at Tulane. He said there was <laughs> a, shoe a box. He said yeah. every time I went to the shoebox, there was more. It was it was like an ATM well,
1: before ATMs. They gave him a shoebox. Here's the story: they gave him when he was at Tulane a shoebox, and he, he thought it was it. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> then he opened it later, and there was money. And whatever the money was, he said, everybody in the neighborhood, if you put all of the money they had together, this was like 10 times more than that money. It was almost like it was a museum. Everybody yeah. came in, just and they were just at gazing at the
3: shoebox yeah. full of money. It was it was the Mona Lisa of money. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. People standing around looking at it from the
4: neighborhood. Yeah. Dominique's talked about, he says, it wasn't Georgia. He says, there was a briefcase. He says, it's like something you see in a movie, like where you do the clack and the two sides open, and you, he's like covered with money with bands on it. He's like, I just, he's like, I, he said it terrified me. He said, I stood and walked away. Now, I don't don't know about that part.
3: I'm thinking Shaq and I
5: grabbed a little
4: bit, then I walked away. That's very tempting. Other than these two stacks, I'm terrified.
5: Well, we know from the documentary Blue Chips, all it took for Shaq was a car. We We know that. years ago.
3: And, and attractor for another guy. Yeah, but farm boy do, Ricky do, Rowe. Yeah, do you guys agree that Shaq and Manziel might have been the kings of NIL if it actually – Because Manziel of Shaq. Sure.
4: Shaq was Shaq at 18. And
6: Manziel he for was Shaq. sure. He
4: already had that personality. If he would could have cashed in, he would have.
6: The the kind of excitement factor that that Manziel brought to it, because there there is a certain factor to nobody really liked him. Like you had that hardcore group of people that just loved Manziel but most people could not stand the personality. You just knew what you were His watching. His coach couldn't stand he him. He would have gotten so much money.
3: I think there were pretenders. I think there were guys who now have realized social media. I think Travis Kelsey might be falling into this a little bit where he's thinking about being the rock uh, and guys sort of start to gear whatever it is they can towards that direction. But I think Manziel, listen, for the problems he certainly had and for the problems he certainly could have caused you, I think that was really him. It wasn't an act. Yeah, yeah that, right. that
4: was one thing that towards the end of Cam's like Cam showed up in Auburn, hung out for a few months, then went to the league. Um, about halfway through his season at Auburn, he ran away from Patrick Peterson. and Everybody's like, oh, my God, that big giant guy. Look at him. He's so much fun. Like three weeks later, everybody's like, I hate Cam. <laughs> like everybody <laughs> except Auburn fans. It already started to happen when he was at Auburn. It's like, I hate that guy.
1: It's the world we live in, man. They'll turn on you quickly, right? Exactly. Your silence speaks volumes.
5: Okay, I'm going to say something. Cause I this thought we is dropped weird. for a second. Nobody was saying anything. I, I, thought, I thought somebody else would get it. I got just three, wanted to we got see how guys long we in go. Here, guys. No, I not Me don't too. Like, I
4: wasn't <laughs> saying nothing. I don't like extending the crap on Cam conversation. I was just trying to, like, get in, got make you. my point, and then be done with it. I didn't want to linger on, <laughs> like, let, like, let's let bash Cam.
3: I know hey. if I was supposed
5: to drop an ID in there or what. You got if, me a little nervous there. It was If you talk. guys
3: want to play, ask a brave. And you can go to at Chris on Twitter, ask a brave. Um... Somebody ask Kevin Seitzer. You hear that one tomorrow during the course of the season. Ask a Brave. We have access to him here. Um, Chuck, guys, what would if pick one guy and and give me a question? Go around the room. I'll see if I can find him tomorrow.
6: I was going to say, am I only allowed to ask one? Yeah, just one. Okay. Um, ask Spencer if he's going to add a splitter to the grip, to the repertoire. If it's just the curveball.
3: Oh again, he's he's unfair to begin with. Can you imagine if he threw a splitter? I, that's what I'm
6: saying. He's I can't really control the changeup. All right, I'll just throw a 92 mile an hour splitter. I'm just saying, ask around.
4: Well, he's got a guy in Waldrop he can sit down next to. Ask Kevin Seitzer what he learned from George Brett. Wasn't Seitzer like rookie of the year or yeah. like eighty? Yeah, he had a six hit game. Seven ish or whatever, and that was the tail end of Brett. Yeah, he was yeah. a grinder. He, lo-
3: he loves George Brett. He- he's one of those guys that he said, you know, you-, you talk about touch by God with arms. He said, George Brett, once he stepped into a batter's box, was touched by God. He's the hitter
4: equivalent. Swing like nobody else. Like you talk about, for some reason, every quote sweet swing is a lefty, Will Clark or whoever. None like George Brett, man, and it, where he would let go with the backhand and finish the follow through. Just a tremendous hitter.
5: I'd want to know from Kellnick what's it like to be on a team where there's like no expectations for you at all. Like you could be about the seventh best hitter, and it's fine. It'd be nice if you were really, really great. But has that dude ever, as second in his life, been on a team? where they weren't expecting him to be one of the two or three best bats. Here, it's, forget it's it. It's
3: funny you ask that or or sort of come up with that because the thing that they thought getting him, his talent at such a young age, there's a time when people believe, you know, change of change of address. That's absolutely why they marked him because he even said with us when he sat down with me at Brace Fan Fest, he said when when you're supposed to be the guy and your team isn't scoring runs, if you're not a, if you're not established, you're gonna you're gonna think too much. They told him here, seven, eight, nine, Heath, you're right. The expectation is for you not to carry this team. The expectation is for you to contribute to this team, and that's one of the reasons they got him. They think that change of address is
1: absolutely going to work for him. And We'll see if it works. Today is the 22nd of February. Let's go back in time. Let's, <laughs> Let's see. First Iron Bowl was played on this day, Chuck Oliver in 1893. Um, uh, where? Auburn beat Alabama in Birmingham.
4: Okay.
1: <sighs> there's a highlight. Forrest sure Gump had two touchdowns in that game, but yeah, there's a chance that Auburn game didn't was able count. to overcome those <laughs> touchdowns.
4: Yeah, there's a chance that game didn't count.
6: What do you think the over-under on passing yardage was in that game? If I said it at 50 yards well, It wasn't passing. legal yet. Oh, no, no, no. It was illegal. It wasn't legal until 19- <laughs> 1906. Right.
4: Well, they did not allowed really to <laughs> use it until about 1920. You weren't hey, allowed to bring the football up, up your shoulder.
5: Yeah, well, you know something's legal has never stopped Auburn before now. Let's not forget.
4: Hey, the drive-by. <laughs>
5: How many been, people do you think crying in, out of nowhere? How many
4: people do you think were in attendance? Like seven? because oh, that's why I was asking where, because there's a chance it was like a fraternity team from Alabama and some guys who lived in Auburn. Like there's
1: that's <laughs> Yeah. You, know,
4: you look at this series, any series record of deep south football, there's always a disputed game. Like oh, yeah. one school says it's this record and the other one doesn't.
1: The forward pass was ungodly back then. Uh, 1968 Genesis releases their first record, "Silent Sun." This is some weird stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's not the Genesis we know now. Ooh. This is, of course, the title track. Of course, like you would know that. Oh, this is crap. <laughs> I'm surprised they stuck around. Oh, this is crazy. The fact
5: that that band went from that to stuff like "Illegal Alien" and "I Can't Dance" that's that's <laughs> kind of hard to process. <laughs> that might be the most amazing
1: transformation of
5: all. Play around the, way, the sound make.
1: so you make money.
3: You know, the Beatles. We don't talk about maybe the way we would here because they started out with music that you could relate to. It was two and a half minute pop songs. Yeah. This. Think about this. Who could relate to this? Nobody. So, do you want to know? I got one in, f- in front of me. Uh, on this date, 39 years ago, Phil Jackson releases No Jacket Required. How many albums do you think it sold? Well, that was a huge hit. Yeah. How many do you think it's sold?
4: Phil Collins, probably 5 million. Five million. Five million. Oh, Jesus.
3: 26 million copies I'm so worldwide. I'm so bad at this 20, One More Night's a Studio, Don't Lose My Number, Take Me Home. 39 years Remember ago Remember, they had the week.
1: contest. You got to pick the ending, right? right? The ending of the video, Billy Don't Lose My Number. What a horrible song. So how does it end? is a a horrible song. Yeah, it is. I can't argue that with you, How about this? The American public and the rest of the world said 26 million copies worth it. You're wrong. But the American public doesn't know is what makes them the American public. 1969, on this date, the Beatles start recording what will become Abbey Road, their final album. Wow, no way. Something from the Beatles happened on this day. Nobody asked you, Colin. <laughs> yeah. hey, Nobody Colin, asked. Colin, asked what you. about that? When by, you're that, that influential <laughs> in music history, yes, uh, okay. something don't, is going to happen every day. I'm just out saying, out I some.
6: haven't heard you drop any nuggets about the Kinks and anything that they had done. And they kind of like the most influential band of all time. Between right?
4: the Beatles, Ric Flair, and Mariska Rocky. Haggerty's mom getting her head cut off, like mm-hmm. two of those come up most days
1: hey guys we're all painting with a very broad brush now gentlemen well listen it's okay
3: it's like you say kind of it's nice to be a little bit simple mm-hmm. people don't expect much from you that's right i'm gonna read your numbers if you don't Five. know the mariska right haggerty story wait, wait till
4: next tuesday <laughs> i'm
3: gonna read your numbers this is a basketball player 5.7 points per game 2.9 rebounds per game 2.6 assists the game shooting at a 36 and percent what would you say about that player
6: he should stay in college for four more years despite the fact that his dad has a chosen one tattoo his on his chest
1: <laughs> yeah
6: this is
4: this is not good i don't know i i watched marvis frazier fight for the heavyweight title one night the only thing he was was
1: joe i mean he was the champ's kid with jerry cooney had him in the corner he beat him to a pulp yeah, so, so like you can right. be you can be the greatest yeah you can marvis be marvis frazier fought mike tyson
4: you can be the oh, greatest gosh. you know offspring You know, Charlie Woods, God bless you if you can, you know, hit the uh, green in one on a par three, but you still got to go out
1: and do it yourself. Letterman did a top ten why Marvis Frazier lost to Mike Tyson. One of them
5: was he didn't know he was fighting that Mike Tyson. (laughs) I remember a columnist said that his dad was smoking Joe Frazier and he was, thank you for not smoking Marvis. Frazier, I, it kind of summed it up.
3: Am I right about this? Did he take one shot right above the glabella? It didn't Did get, last long. No, 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 but didn't he get like paralyzed? Like a slot
4: machine. I think he <laughs> got paralyzed
3: by one punch, yeah. and then it was the fall down after I, that. I, he may have pooped.
4: <laughs> Here's the thing. I think it was on, like, a Monday night on ABC. They were like, we're putting it on a Monday. It's free. Just I'm, Marvis Frazier for the title. You're going to throw ask, that
3: you, to Mike Tyson? Do you think you could punch a man so hard
1: he does poop? Yes. Oh, it's 100% happens. I, I, yes, there's no doubt. Mike Tyson, people, people him after getting hit by Mike Tyson. Uh-huh. There's no question. Uh, 1980, we talked about it on this date. The miracle on ice happens at Lake Placid, New York. And as the Soviet Union goes bit. down.
3: Got Did we look? Seconds. The countdown
1: going on right now. Morrow, up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Take that, you commies! Take that!
3: Boycott um, did, we, did they lose 11-2? to two? Was that the score like in, in a game in the, the Garden two months before Yeah, in the Garden.
4: Got their ass beat by that exact same, same group of like 28- to 33-year-old grown men who have been playing together for a decade.
6: Yeah, but we don't talk about that. Two of the,
1: two of the best scenes in Miracle when they're losing, because that was not the gold yeah. medal game. They're losing yeah. to Finland, and he comes in and tells someone to get out of here. Bunch of candy asses. The the fires game. him up and he, he looks to his assistant Kurt Russell as Herb Brooks as he walks out of the room. Think that'll get him going. And then when he breaks down Brilliant. in the tunnel by himself after yeah. they, after they win.
4: The the game against the Soviet Union was Friday night. I was watching Dukes of Hazard because yeah. it wasn't televised. It Was
1: not. You're right. I was in seventh grade. I'll never forget. And that. I'm
4: watching the Duke, and Duke boys and Luke and Bo are handling their business. And yeah. I'm like, I see the break in that. Apparently, we're handling our yes. business
3: too. You are absolutely right, Chuck. It was the perfect. There's never been a more perfect sporting event. I say it all the time. The Olympics Olympics is supposed to be the most apolitical thing in the world, and they're kind of the most political thing in the world. You could not have a better. I beat you, 1980 USA versus Russia. There's no better. With
1: the flag draped over him, looking for his father, he came and
5: played for the Flames. Yep. Yeah. About a month later, he's here in Atlanta. Speaking of which, by the way, about a month later, you know who else was here in Atlanta? Al Michaels calling a NASCAR race. I saw that today. 1980, March 16th, Dale Earnhardt wins the Atlanta 400, and Al Michaels somehow is calling NASCAR. We don't hear oh. that call quite as often as that one. No, Hold on, no, can I not ask, really? is it the same Al Michaels, or is it a different Al Michaels? Didn't know that we were getting that Al Michaels. Screaming like Al Michaels. Or? Right. What did the other... Uh,
4: like Randy Moss, the, other, the, uh,
5: <laughs> the horse racing guy. We booked
4: Randy Michaels? Moss. No, no, no. Yeah, not the wrong Randy Randy
1: Moss. <laughs> One of the other uh, nuggets from that top ten, pre-fight nachos, dulled competitive edge. I don't know why I remember that.
6: That could be true, though.
1: Uh, Let's see. 1989, the 31st uh, annual Grammy Awards gave the song of the year to this, Don't Worry, Be Happy. Horrid. This was the song of the year. Bobby McFerrin won a Grammy for this.
6: Yeah, this is not one of the best, Marley's.
1: Well,
3: popularity uh, will play. And it was on the, everybody's lips. It doesn't mean it's good. It just goes back to the it's American
5: catchy. public. You what
1: know. They don't know. Remember, next, all him. There's no music. I you you don't know. think there's a talent in this.
5: To quote That's Chuck the D the next year, don't worry, be happy was the number one jam. Damn, if I say it, you can slap me right here. Kind of summed it up.
3: Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what this is. This is one step up from the guy from Police Academy. Michael Winslow. Yeah, it's one step up. It's one step up from the police academy guy. That's what I think it is. From making siren sounds and. Yeah, I mean that's what he is. I mean it's it's a carny trick. I mean that's cool. (laughs) Song of the year is a little bit much. 2017, Jay Z. Can you imagine there's there's some producer, some songwriter. They, they sweated over something for a couple of months to yeah. come up with
4: something. Oh, Suzanne said,
1: Vega thought she had a winner. That's what we were looking to do. Mm-hmm. It's magical. Just making noises. Jay Z becomes the on twenty in twenty seventeen. If you having girl problems, I bad for you, son. First rapper I got inducted into, problems, into the Songwriters mm-hmm. from Hall of Fame. The patrol, Hit me. Patrol, sure be careful. We have the right version of this song. <laughs> we're good.
5: That's yeah, a cover, have, by thank the way. You, we don't Believe need it or not, not. I didn't clarify that last
3: night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we don't need the version that made him a billionaire. We need the other version.
5: It's a cover of Ice tea of all things.
1: Uh, this guy was a member of the famous Wrecking Crew. Great studio musicians. Billy Strange he passed away on this date, in 2012. I don't know what he played. I should know, but he just gave me an excuse to play this and talk about the Wrecking. Brian Wilson's favorite song of all time.
4: Played better than Michael Nesmith, apparently.
1: So. Brian Wilson, late in bed, played this song over and over and over, all day, all night. At what point in his life? Uh, Well, he was in bed for like two and a half, three years. He would get out at night every now and then, eat a birthday cake and buy three steaks and go back to bed. What about the guy who wanted them to go buy cars for him?
3: That doctor, (laughs) that fake doctor. Eugene Landy? what happened?
1: Uh, He's dead, too. Brian Wilson's outlived everybody. Eugene Landy's dead? Yeah, he died years ago. Yeah. Did he ever admit to anything? Dolan's the answer? family. He was he was disbarred. And okay, died in Hawaii. Right. He, I think he stole enough money from Brian Wilson to live in Hawaii to be okay. Yeah. Uh, animator Chuck Jones passed away on this day. I really Looney Tunes yeah. Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, and well, everybody else under that
3: Looney Tunes umbrella. Looney Tunes was like the hottest thing. There was a period for a couple of years.
6: Do
1: kids watch anymore?
6: No, no. It's a good question.
1: Let's jump ahead. George
6: Washington. I have a three year old. I can tell you they don't.
1: Oh, that's sad. Damn.
6: My kid didn't watch it either.
1: My older boy did. But My not, girls love Tom and Hiko. Jerry. Like, they love Tom and Jerry. George Washington yeah. would have celebrated his 292nd birthday. On his day. He passed away at 67. Which, you know, back then, 1799. I heard he was a big guy. He I was six tall, 6'1", 6'2", yeah. right?
6: It's the wooden yeah, teeth thing, on? is that I'm real? Um,
1: so I heard he was 6'7". Three hundred twenty pounds.
6: He pulled. Uh, apparently, he had real teeth. They weren't wood teeth. They were right. just um, acquired through means that we would probably not find very oh. good. Okay. So Paul
3: Giamatti. Do you
1: think anybody ever called him G Dub? No.
3: Paul Giamatti uh, is up for another Academy Award. He's just in a movie this year, and he played John Adams. And I don't know who was interviewing. Maybe it was Kimmel. Asked him about you know what was it like to play John Adams. He goes, "Oh, I a terrible man." Terrible man. He said, "Why well, he was a terrible president. The guy would tr- wake up in the morning he would drink. They were cider drinkers. He said, you know what happened? He said, nobody knows this. The water in America was so bad that at least if you had alcohol, you know, it went through some distilling process. So, so everybody was drunk. He said they were all smashed
1: in the middle of the morning. I got an idea. Right. So, let's call this the Declaration yeah, of Independence.
4: President Kennedy was a meth addict. So what? He didn't want to be president. We he said.
6: the people. It, it happened. So Did they like, just get that from, like, isn't that what happened, like, long ago, ancient Egypt and all that, where the peasants would drink beer because of the water you could not drink well, you from? Couldn't,
3: it. You couldn't drink the water. That's what uh, I didn't know that. said. Yeah, purify it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Europe, that's said, why you
6: drink wine all the time.
3: He said he woke up. Go look. I'm assuming he's not lying. He said he woke up. He drank mugs full of apple cider. You know, the heart stuff. Now I'm ready to start my day. And he was
1: president of the United States. Drew Barrymore celebrates her 49th birthday today. <laughs>
5: E. T. phone.
2: Mm. E. T. Phone home. E. T. Phone home. E. T. Phone home. Wants to call somebody.
1: Probably people forget she was. You know, she never had a chance to be normal.
4: She's
6: been in so many different things. Her her discography is very. Taylor O'Neill. There
4: are some kids never had a chance to be normal. Worth uh, one hundred twenty-five million dollars.
3: She pissed off a lot of people during the strike. She yeah. went back to her studio and said, we'll Oh, yeah, this. she did.
4: Then yeah. she apologized. I don't
3: really get it. I, I think she's upbeat. I think she's probably a very nice person. Um, I Listen, she's not a Nepo baby, but kind of is. I've never course.
6: had any issues with her. Santa Clarita stretch,
4: Diet. Right? If you haven't seen Santa Clarita Diet, it's like a three-season something on maybe Netflix. I remember when it inappropriate. Came very funny.
3: So she, she so she's good in it. I
4: she's just my very point is funny. I don't think
1: I've ever seen her be good in life. Let's uh let's do this, Colin. Let's jump ahead to uh Thomas Jane. I wouldn't mind me having a piece of that action right over there. Michelle, I'll introduce you. Sure. Introduce mm, you to my lap. <laughs> Did you get up work, man? Don't dance Sunday night. Right. Studies out on the driveway. Dirk. I'm so jealous. Oh, damn. Start down low. 350 cube three and a quarter horsepower, four-speed, four ten gears. Ten coats of competition orange, hand rub blacker with a blue flame manifold. Full, full fucking race kit. I could have gone with Mickey Mano but I chose yeah. Todd Parker from Boogie Nights. The word is, this is all
6: alleged. The word is he was really coked up. Like he wasn't acting. Okay. He, he got coked up. said Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yes. The Punisher, Thomas Jane. Yeah. That's yes. Him. Which, by the way, great, great movie. Slept on. Really good movie. Fun to watch. Great fight scene with Kevin yes. Nash. Maybe that's the where Johnny Manziel got scene. the diet idea. One of the great fight scenes
1: in the history of movies.
4: Anything the,
3: you adopted from... Oh, never mind. Is the Punisher DC? Marvel. Mar, so that was one of the first Marvel movies then. Like, Iron Man gets all the credit, but wasn't Punisher...
6: Punisher and Hulk that? have been around forever. Spider-Man right. too, but Spider-Man was Sony, I think, so they didn't yeah. count it. And they came back with a Punisher, Punisher series. They did, which was awesome. That's um, John Bernthal. Yeah, is this what your three-year-old watches instead of Bugs Bunny? No.
5: What, was it really awesome? Yes, what, it was fantastic. Awesome? Are we
6: sure it was Just awesome? like Dog really? Saints is a great movie to watch. Yeah, awesome. Don't be pretentious. Just enjoy the movie for what it is. John Wick is a great watch. Is it great storytelling? Out, hey? No. But it's fun, and movies can be fun.
1: Yeah, if you know that's what it is going in. You know, Kevin Nash really got stabbed in that scene. They had I the, did the hear wrong, that. They had the wrong prop, but they...
6: Oh, no. The Nash knife that's like, supposed you know, to go
4: back into rolling? the handle. I'm yeah. checking that one, like, right before that slate comes <laughs> down. I'm saying, let's see the knife again. I saw so what happened Nash, to Brandon They Lee. just
1: kept rolling? Nash was like, we might as well just keep going. Interesting. Yeah, no one knew until afterwards. Huh. yeah, you really stabbed me there. Uh, Rachel Dratch celebrates a birthday today. Did
2: you guys hear about that train explosion in Northern Rio? <laughs> <laughs> media is so sensitive there, so secretive, <laughs> that they may, they may never know how many people perished.
1: Makes me laugh every time. Hey, great. I agree. There's so much material inside that. That could have gone out forever. $4 million she is worth. She's 58 years old. Finally, uh, the cop, one of the uh, straight cops there from Beverly Hills cop John Ashton celebrates a birthday.
6: Where the fuck do you guys get off on a recipe?
1: Whoa. Oh,
4: hey! Man, so let's dump, dumb, that. Dumb, let's dump, My it. goodness gracious. Never mind that. Let's dump that. <laughs> he out. was
1: also great uh, in the <laughs> wow, right run.
4: Yeah. Was he married he was to. <laughs> I was due for I one.
1: one. I that's
6: was due okay. for one. Was Delta he
4: married <laughs> to Delta Burr? Delta Berg? No, That's Gerald McGrady. Oh, damn. I was that Simon close. And I was a Simon Simons. It was a mustache very similar. That
6: was a nice present for the listeners. Listen,
1: everybody's frazzled now. It's best that we call it a day. Let's thank Sal Fasano and Tyler Magic for yeah. joining us I don't today. I do Cullen's
4: got some NWA he wants to play now. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Amanda, our engineer you, and man. director of social media. Outstanding job here back in the studio. Cullen, until the end there, good work. Quan, Derek <laughs> Thomas, also uh, Matt Lear and the Road Dog. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We are back tomorrow at 11. One more day down here in Northport. Domino and Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
2: minimum balance required.
1: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app.